catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did you ever want it? All right, and we are back for another edition of the Starting 502 Podcast. As always, I'm here to guide you through our troubling times. Presley Meyer again with you, and we're riding solo today. I have seen a lot of negative vibes out there. I have seen a lot of concern from fans, uh, from friends and family, and you know, out on social media and, and so forth. Look, if you are looking for hypercritical approach to this, uh, you're, you're in the wrong place. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Uh, Louisville loses the Duke today, 74 to 65. But listen, I am. Uh, I'm not going to be all sunshine and rainbows, but I'm also not upset by Louisville taking a nine-point loss to, to one of the best teams in the country today. I think if you look across the board, there are way more positives uh, to take the negatives. And, and and look, if you're looking forward to the rest of the season, like th- there is a little bit of hope. We have some things that that we can work with here. It is clear right off the bat. First takeaway, Louisville basketball is responding to assistant coach slash interim head coach uh, Mike Begees. He may be the only person that has this team here, but he is getting things done uh, and has so far this season. Louisville has looked its best this season in the Bahamas against Mississippi State and Maryland, uh, and then again today against Duke. Obviously, didn't put put together a complete game, but we'll go over why exactly I, I feel that way today. Coach K, last run at Duke and his last game in the KFC Yum Center. Yeah, I don't know if you heard. Yeah, Coach K is leaving. But anyways, story career, really, really fantastic. Obviously, Coach, you don't – Duke is Coach K. But I found it interesting after the game. Coach K came out and said – that Louisville is one of the best coaching jobs in the country, one of the best fan bases, one of the best programs in the country. And he said, to quote him exactly, a program is bigger than any one person. And again, I know that Duke fans are probably hearing that narrative all year. 
that the Duke program is bigger than Mike Krzyzewski. That over the last, what is it, 48 years, over the last five decades essentially, Coach K has had obviously an incredible amount of talent uh, on, on the bench and on the floor come through that program. And it's been more than him. But if somebody's going to come out and say that a, that a program is more than just any one person, for it to be Mike Krzyzewski and looking at the Louisville basketball program and the totality of, of the Louisville basketball program, I think that that speaks volumes uh, for, for what Louisville fans should be looking at uh, going forward. That was evidenced again tonight. First game, obviously, without uh, former head coach Chris Mack, and, and Louisville looks solid. Duke is, is a top 10, solidly a top 10 team, probably a, a one or a two seed by season's end. Uh, has tremendous talent. Paolo Benchero, obviously uh, the, the number one recruit and probably the number one uh, player going into the NBA draft this year. Wendell Moore Jr., excellent player. Williams in the middle, ate Louisville's lunch last year, uh, and again was super effective uh, on the boards against the Cards, and we'll get into that a little bit. Theo John obviously was really fun to watch against Sidney Curry and really getting under Louisville fans' skin. They just are really solid across the board. To be quite honest, has a lot more talent than Louisville, and, and look, Duke didn't look like a superior team to Louisville by any means today. Uh, goes into the halftime up 40-35 to 35 after kind of a miracle prayer shot. Should have really been a two-point halftime lead and and beat Louisville by four in the second half. Uh, but really, like the, the, the ultimate takeaway that I have for this game was that Louisville won the middle portion of this game and, and to be honest with you, almost dominated the middle portion of this game. So you have the first six minutes of the game, Duke goes out to a 16-3 lead. Firing on all cylinders, crashing the boards, playing really well. And then they finished off the game uh, with, I believe, a 10-2, to 12-4 type of run uh, to finish off the game in the last eight minutes. So let's say the middle 26 minutes of the game, Louisville won that 57-44. to 44. So for 26 minutes, Louisville scored 57 of its 65 points. It's really just that beginning of the game and finishing off the game, having that belief and the confidence to get it done. I mean, again, tonight you saw 7 for 13 from the free throw line, probably not going to get it done. Not really solid around the basket. A lot of missed layups. Again, uh, not a single dunk, and that's another thing that I wanted to get into as well. Duke, 10 dunks tonight. Louisville, 0. That's that's tough. That's That's hard to see. Mike McGee's after the game, you know, he said there's no moral victories and that Louisville was in this game in a way where, where they should have won. And, you know, that that's kind of what you want to hear um, for, from your head coach is that, you know, regardless of uh, Louisville might have played better, but ultimately he plays have a higher score than the other team at the end of the game. And Louisville ultimately didn't do that. And the coaching staff should be talking like that. And you, if you, you know, want to be one of those fans that wants to talk like that too, that's I, you absolutely have every right to. But I, I think that Nick and I have come into the postgame show week in and week out, and we've tried to look at the totality of the season, look at the season kind of from a macro perspective, more than a micro perspective, because if we get into the little nuances, the ins and outs of every single game, like that's fine, uh, but everybody else is doing that. And really, I want to take a look at, at where this program is headed, what direction we're going in. Uh, obviously, Louisville is, is well outside of, of the NCAA tournament right now. But look, the, the beauty of the NCAA tournament is that Louisville can get hot. They can win the ACC tournament and be in the big dance. And I think that that's exactly what the coaching staff is probably telling them right now. And when you look at this team today, you absolutely see a team that is capable of getting hot and doing that. 
Uh, but but there's some issues that that Louisville has to address first. We'll get into the positives first. Uh, positives today, uh, obviously on an individual basis, Dre Davis, 16 points on seven for 13 from the field, uh, really just kind of got Louisville back into the game after Duke got out to a, a massive lead, got Louisville back into the game with a an individual 7-0 run. Uh, Louisville's biggest run of the game was a 7-0 run, and that was all Dre Davis. Uh, 7 for 13 from the field, 2 for 3 from 3-point range, 2 boards. Foul trouble was the only thing that kept him from playing a little bit more down the stretch, and that really hurt. It really hurt. Uh, Sidney Curry, again, got got the nod as a starter. I would like to see Sidney Curry get more minutes. Uh, 15 minutes tonight, but uh, again, an efficient 4 for 6. He needs a, a higher volume of shots. When he gets the ball around the basket, that guy is, is going to score or get fouled, um, and it, it's pretty consistent at this point um, what he's going to bring to the table for Louisville. And lastly, uh, L. Ellis, again, off the bench, 25 minutes tonight, uh, 18 points, 7 for 16 from the field, and really the last four or five shots were you know just forcing, forcing the issue with two minutes left or less and in, in the rest of the team not wanting to shoot. Two assists, 18 points, grabbed the board as well. Uh, look, L. Ellis is the guy who is starting the drink for this team right now. He's the, he's the guy that's making things go. You could argue that he, he could potentially be a starter. I kind of like the energy he brings off the bench. But we'll get into that a little bit as well tonight. Really, the the major story of this game, outside of that kind of middle portion of the game that was really positive, really promising, and had this Louisville crowd absolutely just electric. As if you listen to the podcast, you know, I don't miss a game. I'm actually going to miss my first game of the season on Tuesday night against North Carolina, but I, I don't miss games. And that was probably the best crowd since, I want to say, Michigan in 2000, and I believe it was 2019. Uh, that's that's the kind of crowd we're talking about. Most attended game of the season, even more so than the last home game where Russ missed Jersey was retired. A lot of Duke fans in the house tonight, but really Louisville fans absolutely drowned that out until the very end of the game. So really the takeaway, though, ultimately, is the 10 dunks from Duke to Louisville zero and the 20 offensive rebounds and 22 second chance points from Duke. Look, if you eliminate that, if, if you make that 10 offensive rebounds and 10 second chance points from Duke greater than, than the margin of this game, obviously you can't just say that if Louisville prevented 10, 10 less points and they're going to win. That's you know not how it works, but essentially you're looking at a, a much more competitive game uh, and, and Louisville actually leading for good portions of this game if they just do the little things and they grab some boards. And Mike Pegues said it after the game, I'm just an interim head coach, but we're go- we are going to be tougher than that. We gave up 20 offensive rebounds and I am irate. Mike Pegues also went on to say, our record is not a respectable record for Louisville basketball. We have to win a game for our fan base and for ourselves. And I think that's important. Louisville has a chance this week on Tuesday against North Carolina to finally get over that hump and get a win against a a solid opponent. You know, let's be straight up here. Louisville still lost six out of seven games, squarely outside the NCAA tournament. They would really, if they were going to get in as an at-large team at this point, they would have to win out. And even then, I'm not sure if if you have enough to get into the tournament with this kind of weak down ACC. But again, this is a Duke team uh, that is head and shoulders above every other team in the ACC, maybe save Miami. Obviously, Florida State's going to have something to say about that as well, but uh, really Duke and Miami are the two teams that have really stood out being really solid squads. But Duke overall, I think if you're if you're creating tiers in this conference, I believe right now you have Duke, and then it's Miami, Florida State, and maybe you could throw North Carolina in there. 
No, Duke is head and shoulders above every other program in the ACC uh, for this season, and obviously sending Coach K out on a good note. Only three losses on the season so far, and look, they are a tough squad, and Louisville looked every bit the part. Again, I will reemphasize, Louisville won the middle portion of the game, the middle 26 minutes of the game, 57-44, to and it could have been a lot better than that if they were to just take care of business and do their job on the boards. And that's what I want to get into next. If Louisville is doing its job on the boards, if Louisville is going to do its job on the boards, it has to start with probably not giving Malik Williams the number of minutes that he's getting. Malik Williams was, again, erratic tonight. Again, look, I don't want to downplay the fact that he had, yet again, another double-double tonight. I don't want to downplay that, but 31 minutes for a guy who probably is never going to leave his feet intentionally, I don't know. Listen, if you're looking at Malik Williams and Sidney Curry, the guy that you would think, just looking at them visually, that would have less leaping ability to be Sidney Curry. Uh, but that guy has incredible athleticism. Malik Williams obviously you know, has had a ton of injuries over his career. He's obviously one of the oldest players in college basketball. Uh, Jacob Blaine and I were going over this uh, a couple weeks ago when we were hanging out with Mike Rutherford. Essentially, the names that you could throw out that Malik Williams is older than of guys that are third and fourth year players in the NBA who have solidified themselves as NBA All-Stars and, and so on and so forth. Malik Williams is older than a lot of those guys. And he's a guy who's had a lot of wear and tear on his body. He's a guy that's been here since freaking Rick Pitino was, was laid off. So this guy that's been around for a long time. He's a guy that's spanned now three coaching tenures. It's a guy who puts a lot out there on the floor, but he's also erratic at times. He also is not, there, there are a lot of not so great things to take away from Malik Williams. I am much more comfortable seeing him play have his minutes in the teens or maybe low 20s 31 minutes leading the team in minutes tonight if you look across this the the scope of this team right now I want L. Ellis Sidney Curry Dre Davis getting the most minutes I mean and it's hard to argue that at this point maybe Jared West when he's playing well but right now Jared West is getting picked on by other teams to be quite honest with you to have Sidney Curry playing 15 minutes tonight the lowest among all the starters and then having Malik Williams playing 31, that's I kind of take issue with that because Malik Williams was a guy that was continually getting crammed on, continually having guys go over the top of him and, and tip tip it in. Like it, I don't want to see that again for the rest of the season. Louisville got just absolutely destroyed on the boards, 47 to 34 tonight. Yeah, not, just just not a good look. Duke had 20 20 offensive rebounds while Louisville had 24 defensive rebounds. Essentially, every time a shot went up, it was kind of a crapshoot whether Duke or Louisville was going to get the rebound. That's unacceptable. That has to change. Again, going forward, rebounding, you have to clean that up. Duke had 13 more rebounds in Louisville, and that led to nine extra shots for Duke as well. That's that's the difference in the game right there. When Duke has 68 chances to, to take a shot to Louisville's 59, that's a problem. Again, Playing into the Malik Williams, the the Sidney Curry, the who gets the minutes, how are those distributed? Look, I think that going forward, Louisville has to tighten this rotation up a little bit. And it's felt like the coaching staff had a better idea of who they wanted to play, which was good. They had a better idea of who they wanted to play together and who would mix together better. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Uh, obviously, Eric Crawford and our buddy Matt McGavick have both kind of uh, been on the forefront of, of putting that out there and kind of trying to show 
just how inconsistent Louisville's lineups have been this year. Uh, no lineup has played more than 5% of the season's minutes together. That's a problem. If you look across the spectrum of college basketball, they're going to have many, many, many lineups that are playing 10, 15, 20% of the game together. Uh, Duke is a perfect example. If you look across Duke's starting lineup tonight, Wendell Moore Jr., 38 minutes. Roach, 38 minutes. Paolo Benchero, 37 minutes. A.J. Griffin, 34 minutes. The only guy, he kind of got into foul trouble a little bit. Mark Williams, 23 minutes tonight. Outside of that, though, look, Duke has said, look, these are our five guys. Theo John, uh, Baker, and Jones come off the bench to kind of spare them when, when needed. But otherwise, these are our five guys. And that's Duke has made a living off of that for decades. You look across this Louisville roster, and yes, it is very apparent that the coaching staff can't figure out who they want to play. But look, at some point, you have to say, these are my five to eight guys, and let's get them out there and just run with that. It cannot continue to be shuffling in players for offense or defense. These are power five level players with three and a half minute timeouts. What is it? Eight times a game plus five timeouts in each coach's pocket. The game stops a lot. And that's kind of what ultimately led to Louisville's demise tonight. You know, Louisville had the game knotted at 60 to 60 with eight minutes left in the game. And then Duke went on to win 74 to 65. That's a 14 to five run to end the game. And why is that? Well, you look at Louisville's offense when that under eight timeout was called. L. Ellis came out of the game, and Dre Davis wasn't in the game. I understand Dre Davis had four fouls, but look, you got to play your best guys when you get the opportunity. And when L. Ellis went out of the game, that ball stopped. Louisville missed eight straight shots, and Duke was coming down the floor and, again, continuing to dominate on the boards, and that was ball game. When you look across this roster, there has to be more accountability for who is getting what minutes. Williams, 31 minutes, way too much. Matt Cross, 18 minutes tonight. What did Matt Cross do tonight? One for four from the field, and it was kind of a just a late three-point field goal, four boards. He did have one really solid offensive board, I'll give him that. Uh, but no assist, one turnover. Not getting from Matt Cross what you were getting earlier this season. So Williams, 31 minutes is too much. Matt Cross, I would argue that was too much. Uh, and then you look at Sidney Curry as a starter getting 15 minutes. That is just simply not enough. Uh, and then Roosevelt Wheeler, four minutes tonight. Again, if you're not comfortable playing Sidney Curry 25 minutes a game, I'm not sure why you wouldn't be. But if you're not, what is Roosevelt Wheeler doing wrong? Like, why why can we not get him out there on the floor? And then LLS again, 25 minutes. Dre Davis, 24 minutes. But look at who's providing the most productive minutes. I mean, your two highest scorers tonight play 24 and 25 minutes. I mean, that right there, to me, that is that's the biggest issue. Overall, though, you know, I don't want to harp on too much about, again, this is a game that, that no Louisville fan should have expected the Cards to win. Yet, at the under-eight timeout, Joker and the Thief is raging on. Louisville fans are partying for a nooner. The environment at a Louisville game does not get much better than what you saw tonight. It was electric. There was, there were a lot of positive things to take away from this game. And that middle stretch of the game is exactly what Louisville fans have come to expect over the last three, four decades from this program. And that's what Louisville fans should expect going forward with this team. It's very apparent that Mike McGee has this team's ear. It's apparent that this coaching staff has not lost control of this team. It's apparent that the issue was Chris Mack. For whatever reason, it was. And the last thing I'll say, I've seen a lot of people posting about this today. And I've heard a lot of national radio pundits talking about it, and I'm not going to get on them because, look, 
when it's your job to cover 65, 70 power five ish teams, you know, like throw the Yukons in there and that sort of thing, the Houstons, if you will, when it's your job to cover that sheer amount of teams, I understand that you're not going to know the ins and outs and the inner workings of every single team. I totally get that. Uh, but there have been a lot of national media members and, and people who just are covering Louisville from abroad and discussing uh, what this, this coaching change looks like. And let's let's be very clear about one thing. Louisville did not fire Chris Mack. It was a true, genuine, mutual parting of ways. And from everything that we've heard from the outside, and look, if, if Coach Mack wants to come on and tell us differently, if, if somebody else knows differently than me, then please correct me. But Louisville did not fire Chris Mack. And that's a very important distinction to make. It was a mutual parting of ways. And from everything that we've heard, it sounds like Chris Mack was the guy who came to the Louisville administration and said, look, this isn't working. I want to get out of the way. I'm ready to be done. I think it's an important distinction to make because of the arc that the rest of the season is going to take and because of what this coaching search looks like and because of how this team has reacted. This team very well could have laid down, but honestly, when you want to talk about ups and downs of the season, ultimately this team looked far worse with Chris Chris Mack at the helm for whatever reason. You know, we're not going to get into you know trashing players or coaches or anything like that. We're going to keep things positive. We're going to keep things moving forward as we always have with this program. But things just weren't working with Chris Mack at the helm. That's not necessarily his fault. That's not necessarily a player or administration's fault. Just, just the product as a whole just wasn't working out under Mac, and that's fine. That's okay. But now we're moving on. Chris Mack was not fired. Again, Louisville losers by nine points tonight. I don't know how Vegas continues to do it. I believe the line finished at either seven or eight, and it was right there. Very impressed with the product on the floor tonight, uh, for the most part. Uh, one thing we didn't get into much was the defense, but overall. Louisville's defense, much, much better effort-wise. Seems like guys knew where they were supposed to be. Did leave a few shooters open and got kind of lucky that some of the more solid Duke three-point shooters didn't get hot. Ultimately, though, uh, you look at the squad, and there there is some optimism going forward. Again, want to see that rebounding get much, much, much better than it was tonight. I want to see that roster finally start to tighten up just a little bit more and, and just want to see where this team can go from here. Uh, this season is far from over. Uh, we still have a lot of exciting ACC games left. And and look, this fan base, for all the crap that I will give fans, because I will, I'll give fans a lot more crap than I will players or coaches, because look, the fan opinions this season have been varied, and they have been mostly atrocious, to be quite honest with you. I think that you have to set expectations in a way that is realistic, and I feel that most have not this season. And I've been pretty vocal about that. Ultimately, though, this is a fan base that speaks with its money, and it speaks with butts and seats. And when you have the most attended game in over two years, the first game that Chris Mack is out, that is going to speak volumes. And look, this is a school that's cash poor. You know, we've been over this a lot on on this podcast, but this is a school that is hurting for money right now. And when the fan base speaks, this administration has to listen. They simply don't have a choice because of the buyouts and because of the costs, cuts that they had to make because of COVID and everything else. This fan base spoke tonight and they spoke loudly Uh, and fans weren't bolting for the exits. They weren't arriving late. Uh, They weren't booing. You know, people stayed late even after the loss and, and applauded the team as they as they ran into the tunnel. Like, look, this is a fan base that 
is going to show up for solid performances uh, and and for solid play on the floor. And, and essentially, that's what you saw tonight. You saw a team that was much more effective and much more efficient uh, than it had been for the last month. And the fans rewarded that with probably the most electric crowd, again, like I said, since Michigan uh, in 2019. Ultimately, though, cards fall by nine. A great chance to get the ball truly rolling against Hubert Davis in North Carolina when they come into the KFC Yum Center on Tuesday night. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Uh, and, and look, if you get a win against North Carolina, it, it's not an easy schedule the rest of the way, uh, as we know. Uh, but it is something that's manageable and it's something that you know, again, Louisville's going to be playing for an ACC championship, essentially. That is going to be the goal. They're probably going to have to win four games in four days to do so, but when you see the product that you saw on the floor today, it is not crazy to think that Louisville could pull something off like that. They have to continue building, continue uh, getting the momentum going in the right direction, uh, but ultimately a, a lot more promising under Coach Mike, Mike Pegues tonight. Uh, again, cards fall by nine. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. We would love to share our thoughts and opinions with you, let you know when a new podcast is coming out. Take your questions, interact with you guys. Uh, so excited for that. Follow us on Twitter, starting 502 Podcasts on Facebook uh, at State of Louisville, our mecca, the main site, uh, stateofblueville.com, and at the State of Blue. Again, you can follow me, new ad, new ad handle on Twitter at Press Meyer. Again, we will fall by nine, but we are excited moving forward. We're going to keep things positive from here on out. Until next time, I'm Preston Meyer, starting Top of Two Podcast. Go Cards. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.